accumulation, preservation, generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Member FDIC. Nigel, Jason Hammer, right over there with a special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. He is an investigative reporter for the Daily Signal, and soon you'll be able to hear him every weeknight here at 93 WIBC. Tony Kennett joins us. Tony, I know everybody's talking about the debate and what Donald Trump's going to do tonight, and we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit, but you just got back from Hawaii, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the phone with us. Your reporting, your videos, what I saw on social media was really eye-opening. Great work, my friend. I really appreciate that because, uh, quite honestly, I don't really consider myself to be some kind of mainline reporter style journalist. Uh, it's not what I went to school for. And uh, really, the, the people on the island were fantastic. It was a privilege to get to go and really showcase what it is that they were doing. But all I will say the bar was really low because the other outlets, I mean, CNN journalists were getting uh, arrested and threatened with arrest for trespassing. Wow. Washington Post journalists were getting flipped off some places that they went. Uh, So, I mean, really all we had to do was show up and not embarrass ourselves. And uh, I like to think that we did so because the stories we got to tell uh, were ones that you certainly weren't hearing from any other outlet. Right. And I want to definitely dive into those here in just a moment because that's really the important thing. But I'm fascinated because you say that the reporters from some of these liberal outlets are being flipped off. We saw the video yesterday of a crowd chanting F Joe Biden as he was walking around. Hawaii is a very blue state. It's a heavy blue. What is going on there? Okay, I'm going to push back on this because I'm tired of seeing these social media comments saying, well, Hawaii deserves this because they voted for Biden and all this other stuff. And it's it's people that are angry because of the Democrat administration. I understand that. Hawaii voted like 70-30 and in in a lot of zones, 65-35. And that's still very heavily blue, but that still leaves 35% who didn't vote for that, a sizable member of the population. And a lot of those people are angry. But I tell you what, guys, I sat in a pub yesterday, at least I think it was yesterday, I'm not too sure now, um, when President Biden was, uh, I guess two days ago, when he was giving his comments to the people of Maui, and he gave that line about how this was just like the time that he almost lost his 67 Corvette in a house fire. There was a man (laughs) sitting next to me at the bar who was a blue collar, had used to work in a factory in Detroit, had lived in Maui now for like 15 years. He picked his chair up off of the ground in anger and then kind of looked around the room and sat it down and then started saying a mix of of English curse words. I'm assuming Hawaiian curse words that I don't know and I didn't understand. (laughs) To the right of me was a former teacher and a longtime NEA member of the National Education Association, that teacher's union. She was so angry. She said, I'm never voting for him again. I voted for him twice. She's like, screw, I'll vote for Trump. Like that. Imagine a Democrat looking at you. That's how insulted 
these people were, that he would dare say that. So, yeah, he's lost the blue in Hawaii. He's lost the red. They are very upset at the lack of leadership shown in the White House. Okay, what kind? Okay, so you said that they were angry. The residents there are angry. Obviously, they're angry that they lost all their belongings, that, that parts of uh, Maui and the outer towns there are decimated, are completely um, gone. But who are they angry at? Is there somebody particular? The, the federal response? What kind of response from FEMA um, did you see going on there? So they're angry at basically officials at all locals and levels uh, above like your basic police officers. So local police officers and even a lot of local National Guard have been fantastic. But uh, officials above that, those ordering things around all the way from the county uh, mayor, as well as the the person that he appointed to be the uh, management response person who was his chief of staff for seven years, got that job as a cushy job, chose not to activate the warning system. They're angry at him. They're angry at FEMA, who, by the way, I don't care what Governor Josh Green said. They didn't show up for four days. And you say, well, that's normal for disaster response. Pearl Harbor is minutes away from Lahaina in Maui. So, no, they can see the island that that houses Pearl Harbor in the U.S. Pacific Fleet, which has a ton of fire boats, by the way. And we've had fire boats on station ever since Pearl Harbor. So, and I mean the the Pearl Harbor in, in 1945 event. Yeah, so, but so, so the governor has to request that, though. They can't just show up, and the governor never did, or... Okay, first of all, that's that's not necessarily true. They can show up. The chiefs of staff can order, like, if there's oh, okay. a fire on... So there, there's this, so I guess 20 years ago there was a fire uh, on the other side of the Ohio River across from Louisville, and I can't remember if it was in, in Jeffersonville or Clarksville, uh, but fire fire teams from Louisville drove over the bridges to Indiana to help put the fire out. It's not illegal to go help another state from a federal perspective. Okay. But basically there was no communication, no one knew what was going on, except for the locals who were getting in like rowboats, bass boats, little tiny boats that really aren't ocean-worthy and are going back and forth between the islands on not super safe journeys, trucking in supplies, food, formula, diapers, uh, emergency things like blankets, purified water, uh, survival equipment, because this entire area, this very densely packed town on the west end of Maui, was destroyed. I mean, it melted cars on the street. Mm. And that happens when you have these major wildfire windstorms. Tony Kennett joining us here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Let's keep it with FEMA because, again, this is a government agency, which is fancy right. talk for it's funded by tax dollars. You're telling me, based on your reporting that I've seen on social media, they're staying at $1,000 a night hotel resorts in Hawaii. I mean, there are some other options they could stay at, but they're staying at $1,000 a night resorts? So we actually went to the parking garages and confirmed it. So there were, uh, to, to mark federal vehicles... Um, which were rented, you know, just like the vehicle that we rented, uh, they would mark in the top right corner of the windshield on the front and back in yellow paint marker, either NG for National Guard or FED for Fed. And all of the Fed vehicles were in the $1,000 a night hotels, like the Grand Wailea, who, by the way, ended up pushing out locals who were staying there, who ended up sleeping on the floors of their friends and and family and basically complete strangers. And we confirmed that with a survivor who was denied FEMA coverage. Um, So there's that. Number two, 
the National Guard was staying at places like the West End, which is much cheaper. So we're putting all of the federal officials in the most expensive place. We're saying, screw you to the National Guard guys stationed there. You can stay in the crap hotels on the other side of the island. And then if you're a local who just lost everything, sorry about you. You're just going to have to sleep on the floor. And that is the FEMA response. And, and there's, there's a lot of talk about certain FEMA people being fired. There's investigations going on. The Heritage Oversight Committee, um, which is a group that we work with, is foying a lot of records, um, not just concerning what we're talking about with FEMA, but also regarding the number of missing children. Mm. They know how many children are currently missing still, which is likely means they have perished, but they won't say. I mean, they, they've hidden away their public information officer and, and threatened to throw us in jail for trying to find him. It's incredible. Yeah. Parents got to be anguishing right now in that area. What did you see physically uh, in terms of the devastation there, Tony? Uh, I don't know if I can. I, uh, I lost a friend in Afghanistan a couple of years ago and uh, in an improvised uh, explosive device who it melted his vehicle mm. um, and it was very warped. It was like that multiplied several several hundreds of times. It was very horrific to see these huge areas cordoned off. Um, but strangely, uh, you had these massive burnout areas next to some houses that looked somewhat untouched. Uh, the fires left across roads, basically went straight up into the ocean. Uh, I think 70 boats burned in the harbor, uh, which is th- that's how gusty these winds were to blow flames that far. Wow. It is complete and total devastation. I mean, I, for, forget clothing and toy and food drives, which there are a lot of. I, I mean, I would love to see Home Depot just like buy a boat and send over tons of building supplies straight to the beaches of Lahaina because that's the kind of thing they're going to need. And it seemed like there was a real sense of community. Um, maybe is the right word, neighbors helping neighbors, people helping each other out, not really counting on the government to do much, but helping each other out there. You guys know that I'm. when it comes to being proud of a state, there's no state that I'm more proud of than Indiana. I never shut up about it. I'm, I'm a Hoosier through and through. I believe in Hoosier hospitality. Uh, and I think that it's a core part of our state. But when it comes to what I saw in Lahaina, what I saw in Maui, people were giving several thousand dollars out of their own bank account uh, to rent out rooms for people who lost everything to basically just give give it all up just so that other families that they never even met uh, were making ends meet. And by the way, these aren't people who have tons of money in reserve. Right. Uh, they're terrified their businesses are going to go under because Governor Green and Jason Momoa got up in front of everyone the first couple of days and said, cancel all your vacations. So these people are going into ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars worth of debt to help the other people not starve and die of exposure in the meantime. And when I mean die of exposure, I mean there's a lot of ash and asbestos as well as lead paint particles in the air in Lahaina. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the community on that island. It, it I'm not going to say it puts Hoosier hospitality to shame, but I think Indiana would be a very different place. If, if we operated like the community on that island. I'm hearing a lot of reports that the insurance situation is really squirrely. Can you just real quick tell us what's happening with insurance companies and FEMA over in Hawaii? Yeah, so uh, there, there's obviously so many different things going on. I have like 15 investigations open at once. I'm just trying to stay on top of those. 
as far as insurance companies are concerned, huge props to State Farm. Uh, from what I've heard, State Farm has basically been going up to people who lost everything and just have been telling them, you're just going to get the maximum amount that we can physically give you. Like, with no problem. We're going to get it to you as quickly as possible. Here you go. And that's great. However, if you're working with any kind of insurance company at all, you have any home insurance, and I'm not talking like full coverage, like if, if an insurance company replaced a gutter on one side of your house in the last 10 years, then FEMA will refuse to provide any aid to you. You have to wow. get like all of these exception letters, and it has to be signed by a bunch of people that are way too busy to sign anything for you. And I mean, literally, I, we looked at the, this page of information, FEMA fully rejected coverage to a family without a home because uh, State Farm was uh, paying out of part of their home reimbursement for a hotel room. That's ridiculous. Which, by the way, Outrageous. ended up kicking people out later so that that room could be housed for federal officials. All right, Tony, it's debate night tonight. Uh, we got two options. You can watch Tucker and Donald Trump on you know, Tucker social media. You could also watch the GOP debate. What are you going to do tonight? What has your attention? What are you looking for? Well, I'm working for the Daily Signal tonight, and I'm going to be clipping a lot of social media clips for people to watch kind of short bits from comments from the debate. I'm going to be watching the Tucker and Trump thing right afterwards because that's not as much live as just the videos being uploaded at that time. I will say what I'm interested in seeing is after the Daily Wire investigation, which revealed that Vivek Ramaswamy is very openly admitted that he's basically only running to keep DeSantis from winning. That's a wild allegation, and some of the audio recordings and things that have come out of that are equally wild. I kind of want to see what that looks like on debate stage tonight. That is, I mean, to say that you're basically running to be Trump's VP so that you can pull millennials from the DeSantis vote, that is, I mean, seriously, that's for, for a GOP race. Man, things didn't used to be this way. And he's so he I'm, Vivek I'm Vivek, Vivek already said he doesn't want to be VP. He's 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 been his own boss for like ten years. He said that's not in the cards for him. That's that's certainly what he said. That's that was his counter to the whole thing. So I'm eager to see what gets thrown around tonight because part of me really wants to like Vivek. Part of me thinks that he kind of gives off the used car salesman vibe. Um, part of me really likes DeSantis. Part of me thinks his campaign's been just a dumpster fire on wheels. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. And honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing people kind of smack Mike Pence's foreign policy around because it's atrocious. And I'm sure Chris Christie's going to shove his foot in his mouth, which, given his powerful appetite, is not too far <laughs> off. <laughs> he is on Twitter at the Tonus, and check out his work at the Daily Signal. Tony Kennett, great job in Hawaii, my friend, and we'll talk next week. Sounds good, guys. Take care. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.